What's going on, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Raptors Community Podcast. That's right, we're finally back. After a year of not really doing any podcast content for you guys, I decided it's probably a good idea to bring the podcast back just for a little bit, test it out again, and see if you guys like uh, these shorter bursts of content to kind of give you an understanding of the game at a deeper level. Uh, beyond what I can really showcase on Instagram, and maybe eventually moving this to a YouTube type of uh, thing where you can include videos, stuff like that. Um, but essentially, we're going to be talking about Game 1 of the Raptors versus the 76ers. That's right. The playoffs start today. It's 3.50 p.m. Eastern right now that I'm recording this. going to do a quick primer before I get on the bus to get back home so I can watch this game. Um, but I think this is going to be a really, really good series, and you can actually tell with the respect that the Toronto Raptors are getting from the U.S. media and from others that they at least expect this to go six or seven games. Most, however, are still picking the 76ers, but today I'm going to be talking about three questions for each of these teams, and this is kind of just a rough draft. We're just going to run it, see how it goes, but we're going to basically talk about three things that each team needs to think about in terms of how they're going to win this series and concerns that I have with these teams, right? Because these are two really, really different teams, different styles of play, uh, different personnel, different circumstances. So we're going to just dive right in. And we're going to start with the Toronto Raptors. Question number one is how do you prevent the bench production from being an issue? And honestly, I didn't know how else to word this, but essentially I'm asking... Nick Nurse, how are you going to get three guys off the bench or two guys off the bench who are going to contribute every game? And that's the tough part is that Nick Nurse doesn't like to run a long rotation, so he's going to only be able to give finite amount of minutes to each player, especially in a series that's going to be this tight and where every single minute counts. He's going to only have the opportunity to play a couple guys at a time. And the question I ask, as this team's fully healthy, is is it Malachi Flynn for a guard rotation guy? Is it... Chris Boucher, is it Utah Watanabe, is it uh, Cam Birch, and there's a lot of different options, is it Precious Achua, I mean, when you look at this team fully healthy, um, you have to consider the team you're playing against, and really think that we're going to see a lot of Cam Birch, and a lot of Precious Achua in this series, and so therefore, Precious Achua could end up being somewhat of an X factor for Toronto, because of how much he's going to have to play against Joel Embiid, the majority of minutes that he played were directly against Joel Embiid, and he actually did a really solid job of trying to contain him. He obviously scored a lot of points, got to the free throw line a lot, does what he does. But overall, I think he had a really good overall um, contribution on the defensive end against him, and even splashed home some threes. We saw that, I think he had four three-pointers in that one game where he hit like four or five. He had that pull-up three. He was looking good and comfortable against Joel Embiid. But for Toronto, it's really that question of what bench production are you going to get and will you be able to get enough to win against this team? Because when Joel Embiid's on the court, Toronto is not going to win those minutes naturally. <clears throat> excuse me. Naturally, they're not going to win those minutes. So they're going to need some other way of essentially getting um, production off the bench and getting enough when he's off the court to basically take over the game at that point, because Joel Embiid is going to play, you know, 40 minutes, but there's going to be those two, three-minute stretches at the end of the first and the end of the third, where Toronto's going to need to go on a bit of a run and win those minutes um, controllably so that they can actually win these games. And that's a really important part here. Um, and kind of moves into my next point, which is uh, how do you contain Joel Embiid? This is another concern. 
And is it going to be through Pascal Siakam? Is he going to be the guy that can really shape this series and help Toronto get the win? He's their best player. There's no question about it. Fred VanVleet's a close second, but when Pascal Siakam is at his best and when the Toronto Raptors are at their best, they run their offense through him. That being said, I still think it's really important to note that for the Toronto Raptors, using Pascal Siakam as the big is going to be interesting because on the offensive end of the floor, they're going to be able to stretch out Joel Embiid, and that really limits their defense on the interior and gives Toronto an opportunity to attack, which is going to be really important for them, especially with concerns about their ability to shoot consistently, where a guy like Gary Trent's going to have to really contribute. OG Ananobi is going to have to contribute. Uh, but overall, I feel like the ability to stretch him out will actually make him less effective on the defensive end. Um, and then on the offensive end of the floor, you know, you got to just give or take with what you're going to have to contain. And you're more going to have to be focused on throwing these big bodies at a guy like Joel Embiid and limiting his ability. Sorry, throwing these big bodies at um, like Gary Trent, uh, fucking, sorry, James Harden, and making sure that he actually gets contained. Um, throughout this series because as we know the ceiling of James Harden and Joel Embiid is a championship contending team but at the helm with Doc Rivers there I don't think this team is going to be able to take a punch in the face and recover so if Toronto can steal game one which is the one that I think they are going to take um, they'll have a really solid opportunity to go home and take a solid stranglehold on this series uh, if they can keep it close and try and find a way to close this one out in six games. That's really what they have to do. They have to come out strong. They have to take them down game one so that when they adjust, you kind of expect it. And then from there, you can move on to um, trying to get home court advantage. And then from there, you can essentially try and win this series. But for Toronto, it's one game at a time and really making sure that you can allow for them the opportunity to win this series because, uh, as we know, Joel Embiid, uh, and James Harden is a deadly combo, but James Harden his last five games or so averaged like very very few points. Was shooting twenty five percent from the field. He really wasn't looking like himself. And <clears throat> is this injury concern? We don't know. Is it something else? That we're gonna kind of find out as the series overturns. But I think if Toronto can throw a lot of bodies at him, they'll be able to control this game. And so this is my last point here, and I'm gonna end this short. So the last final point. Try and make this a little ten minute primer. Um, is how do the Raptors use this half-court offense to their advantage, um, and how can they try to become better on that side of the floor? Because this is the biggest concern for them, is their ability to score in the half-court is amongst the worst in the NBA, and formerly their transition offense is one of the best. And as we know, in a playoff series, um, teams are really, really good at defending and transition and not giving up easy buckets. And so Toronto's going to be trying to pump and run and, and gun it. Um, but as you know, as you get through a grueling series, later on, the games get slower, they get tougher. So Toronto needs to come out in game one, firing on all cylinders, running in transition, and really making sure to use their defense to their advantage. So a guy like Joel Embiid is someone who you kind of want to target a little bit, even though his playmaking has become really good. But throwing doubles at him, rotating on defense, trying to get them through quick possessions and running and gunning down the floor, using your youth, using your speed, your athleticism, and your size to get open opportunities at transition buckets, and then more importantly, easy offensive rebounds for future buckets too. And really leveraging that size that we know this 6'7 to 6'9 core can actually provide. 
So that's basically it. I'm so excited for this series. I honestly do think Toronto can win this series. It's going to take a lot, and things are going to have to play out really well. And Pascal Siabam's going to have to be a superstar-level player. He's going to have to be the second-best player in this series for Toronto to win because if Joel Embiid is playing better than him, which we know he is going to, and James Harden plays better than him, Toronto's going to be looking at a long series because they're going to need to be able to contain at least one of them, uh, live with what Joel Embiid does, and really just try and make his life as hard as possible on the defensive end of the floor as well. Really stretch him out, make him uncomfortable, trying to guard a guy like Siakam um, you know, in space. And Siakam this year has been really good um, at taking a guy one-on-one and actually getting buckets around them and outrunning them and adding the jumper, the fluidity of some of his package that he hasn't had before makes him kind of an asset on that side of the floor too as the, with the ball in his hands. So he's going to be able to give Joel Embiid problems in this series. But once again, let's go Raptors. Let's get this fucking win in game one. I'm so excited. Going to do another primer for game two if you guys like this. So I will talk to you then. Peace out, everyone.